In this passage, the boy, Samuel, served Eli dutifully. However, the voice of the Lord was rare. It took the Lord calling Samuel three times before Eli realized what was occurring. Eli was then able to guide Samuel to listen for the voice and respond in the correct manner. Each of us has felt the voice of God nudging us in certain directions, and we have individually had different Elis in our life who have helped us to follow the voice of God. My fellow seniors and I will give accounts of these experiences in our lives. First Samuel 3, 4 says, Then the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel answered, Here I am. When I first heard about today's passage, I immediately thought about my journey to determine my college path. As some of you may know, I am a huge band geek. I played clarinet and bass clarinet in band for seven years. I have marched clarinet for four years, and on occasion I have played in the church ensemble here. I also really enjoy psychology and all things cognition related. So naturally, when it came to, starting, came to start thinking about college majors, I decided on music therapy, which is a mix of music and psychology. So in, pre in pre preparation for this, I sat in on music therapy group sessions and took piano lessons from a music therapist. I did just about everything a high school senior could do to prepare for this major. So when it came time to complete the audition for the School of Music at App State, I also had to do an interview for the professors of music therapy. Long story short, it did not go well. <laughs> I was sweating all over, I stuttered, I spoke fast. So about a week later, when I received an email from the School of Music, it stated that I had gotten, to, gotten into the School of Music, but I had not gotten into the school, music therapy program. Great, now what? This question haunted me until March when I went to an, to an admitted student's event called Next Step at App. While there, a student could meet with a professor of your attended major. A few days before I went, I got a call stating that the music, that the music professor would not be there. And they asked me if I, if I was up to meeting with a psychology professor instead. And I said, sure, why not? Uh, while I was there, I found out that I could, study, uh, I could study music through a psychological perspective. That day, I, it was that day that I decided I would major in psychology and minor in music. Looking back on that experience, I firmly believe that meeting with a psychology professor was God's way of calling me to where I could do the most work, the most work to help his kingdom on earth. I've learned throughout my youth experience that the voice of God may not be just a voice. It's opportunities, disappointments, and even surprises. This experience of hearing God's voice may not be Moses in the burning bush type of experience, but it's very life-changing. So I used to be the type of person who half-heartedly believed in hearing the voice of God, but after this, I think every person can hear him if they listen and follow his commands. A third time, the Lord called, Samuel, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Hearing the call comes to everyone in its own way. 100, 93, 86, 79, 72. You all are probably wondering why I'm counting backwards from 100 by 7. This was one of the many tests I did 
every few weeks after I suffered a major concussion in the fall of my junior year. When the choir riser hit me in the head, at first I thought everything was gonna be okay. I thought maybe I would have a bruise, no big deal. The next morning, during my math test, when I couldn't remember anything we had learned the week before, I knew there was a problem. For the next two weeks, I was unable to go to school, and for almost two months after that, I could only go for half days. As bad as that was for me, both physically and mentally, I learned a lot about the support that I have from the people all around me. Sometimes, it's the little things that made the most difference to me. Joel Reynolds drove me to school each morning when I was unable to drive. He would even turn the music down just a little bit so it wouldn't hurt my head. A lot of friends from youth group would text me or stop me in the hallway just to check in. I got get well cards from church members. Christy Jones even sent me one every other week just to let me know she was thinking about me. Pastor Allen even offered to buy me ice cream, and you still owe it to me. But these basic gestures meant more to me in this time than anything else because of how restricted I was. Just like Eli guided Samuel to help him find the voice of God, all of these people have worked to help me follow God's plan for me. Growing up at First Baptist, I've been involved in several mission projects. From coaching upward cheerleading to being part of several mission trips, I have gained a love of helping people, in particular, of helping children. One of my favorite memories for mission trips was Clue Camp in New York. We had a week-long camp for kids in the neighborhood surrounding a church in Brooklyn. I bonded with several of the children, but with one girl in particular. Amina was a quiet, almost timid young girl. On the first day of camp, I went over to talk to her, and with a little bit of encouragement, I was able to get her out of her shell. Getting to hang out with her each day was what made the cold showers and the crowded commute worth it. I hope that through that week, Amina was able to learn as much from me as I learned from her. I've come to learn that as a leader, you can learn so much from working with and listening to other people. Mission trips have provided me with a great opportunity to learn about myself and about others. Through both my concussion and all of my experiences with kids, I have heard a call to help and to particularly help children. Although I wouldn't wish the kind of injury I had on anybody, it helped me to focus in on my goals for the future. As of right now, I want to eventually become a pediatric neurologist. I want to use my experience to help other kids. Although with eight years of school, and a residency, and a fellowship program to follow, I know God could send me in a different direction, but I'll be listening, so hopefully he won't have to call me three times like Samuel, nor hit me in the head with a choir riser. <laughs> in the scripture from today, Samuel actually heard God speaking to him, and although I didn't have that kind of experience, Pastor Allen was able to help me make that connection about what I want to do with my life. While I was applying for the Petite Scholarship at Wake Forest, I met Pastor Allen for coffee, still not my ice cream, and while I drank my large cup of water, not coffee, we talked about the things in my life that had led me to decide what I wanted to be in life. God works in mysterious ways, and like Samuel, you have to be listening to find out where he is leading you. A third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and then went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. This verse tells us that Eli helped Samuel hear the voice of God. In my life, discerning the voice of God has been largely tied to this church and its people. This church has been like my second home since I can remember. 
I was dedicated here, baptized here, and spent kind of a ridiculous amount of time here growing up. Between choir, upward basketball, coming here a lot of times after school, and regularly scheduled Wednesdays and Sundays, some weeks I spent more time here than at my actual home. These walls mean the world to me, and I love this place. But as we know, the church is not the building. As much as this place is important, it's only important because of what it symbolizes. The people in this room are the true reason that I am who I am today. We were asked to think about the people who have helped us to follow God and hear his voice. My very first thought was my family. I've been so blessed to be raised by some pretty amazing people and surrounded by strong role models my entire life. They are selfless and so giving and so extremely loving. I truly believe that the most important lesson that I've ever learned was learned through their example. They taught me that God calls every single one of us. We are not all called to be missionaries in faraway countries or to be ministers, but we are all called to live through Christ. We are called to put others before ourselves and to represent Christ in every interaction and every word we speak. Simply being a loving person is a crucial part of being a Christian. And mom and dad, you showed me what that means. The more I thought about my struggles and who I really needed to thank for holding me up and connecting me to God when I was lost, I realized that most of these people probably don't even know that they've saved me. In all honesty, I don't think people generally understand the significance of their words and actions. My parents visited this church when my mom was pregnant with my oldest brother and as he was a baby. As new parents, they might not have even come back if Holly Messick wasn't as persistent as she was in getting them connected here. You might not think a phone call or a smile in the hallway or a polite hello means much, but I can tell you right now that those small things and those little gifts can brighten someone's day and change their lives in ways you can't know. Growing up, I spent a lot of time with the Clonses. We would go shopping and hang out in the yard, and Miss Clontz even taught me how to knit. And one day, we went to a yard sale, and they had the prettiest little dream catcher. And Miss Clontz explained that the strings in the dream catcher were magic. They could catch the bad dreams, but they always knew how to let the good ones slip through. So we got the little dream catcher, and I hung it on my wall when I got home. And it's still there, right in a spot right next to my bed. See, I know the strings have probably lost their magic by now, but I don't think that's all that important anymore. This magic dream catcher is more than a decoration to me. It symbolizes exactly what all of my friends, family, and church family do for me every day. Bad things are gonna happen, and I might still have a nightmare every once in a while, and that's how life goes. But my parents, my brothers, my whole family, the youth here, past and present, the congregation, and so many more, you all make it a little more bearable, and life gets better because of you. And I think that's a little magic all on its own. One of my favorite traditions here is the baby dedication. It touches me because I know that almost 18 years ago, that was us. The church is a spe special place, and thinking about the words that Alan speaks over the babies dedicated here, I can't help but notice that those words ring true in my own life. To our moms and dads, you've received us as gifts from God. You have done all that you could to enable us to grow, to become the men and women that God would have us to be. You've told us the stories of Jesus so that we know them in our hearts and so that we have chosen to become followers of Jesus ourselves. And youth, you have been our friends, our best friends, and you have been kind to us, helped care for us, and helped let us know that we are loved. Members of First Baptist Church, you accepted us as young children, as gifts from God, and you've done all that you can to enable those children to become the people that you see here today, hoping to be the men and women that God would have us to be. 
And because of you, we know that it was for us that Jesus Christ came into the world, a baby born out behind a barn. For us, he walked the streets of Nazareth. For us, he climbed Calvary's mountain. And for us, he died on the cross and entered the darkness of the tomb. For us, he rose again. Yes, it's true that at one point, none of us knew anything of this. But because of you, I know that I was, am, and will forever be loved by my God who shines through you. Thank you. Thank you, Cassie. <laughs> All right. The Lord came and stood there, calling, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. All the 18 years I have been on this earth, I have been a member of this church. Just as Cassie, I was raised to know the stories of Jesus and feel his love in my heart. However, as a child, I would sometimes feel like this was unfair. I thought it prevented me from having a cool testimony or life-changing call from God. In hindsight, I know this was pure selfishness and that I am beyond blessed to have been raised in this manner. Standing here before you, I see more faces than I can count that have guided me on my journey to this very podium. People who have taught me in Sunday school, the Vansels, my amazing parents, my grandmother, my sister, people who chaperoned mission trips, God bless them. <laughs> all, people, all people who walked with me each step of the way, my Eli's. And to my fellow youth, you have helped shape me in more ways than any of you can imagine. I am for, forever grateful for each and every one of you for what you mean to me. To Sarah and Darnisha specifically, in this year of so much change in my life, you have provided me with endless support and love, becoming role models of strong, independent women that I aspire to be like. Thank you. Thank you to everyone in this church who I do not know where I would be without you all. This being said, mine is not a tear-jerking testimony of struggles that define the worth of a Christian. It is the strength of the love that they have for our Savior and the people that they have surrounded themselves with. I might not have had a physical call from God as Samuel did in this passage, and I probably never will. And this goes for all of you as well. For not everyone is called to be a pastor, although if it were, the world would, if the world were full of Alan Strauss's, it might be a little better place. <laughs> but no, I do not think it is the call of God that we can learn from in this passage as much as the response of Samuel. God called, Samuel responded, speak, for your servant is listening. He was listening. Samuel was ready for whatever God was going to tell him to do. No longer would he ignore the voice of God or respond with confusion. Speak, for your servant is listening. In our lives, we must always be listening. While God may not physically speak to us, we know that he is there and has a plan. We just need to listen and look for it. He puts people in our lives to guide us and things to shape us. 
Every one of us is just as much on the, this journey as the next. From the tiniest baby to my fellow youth to my widest elder, we must all be listening. As I journey into unknown territory next year, I will leave much of what has shaped my life up until this point behind. Although I know this church will always be here to welcome me home with open arms, I will have to find new Eli's next year to guide my spiritual life in Virginia. Despite this change, I hope that when God calls me, I will be able to realize it and I will respond. Speak, for your servant is listening.